0: Well, Holly and I were watching the Olympics earlier and, and, and um, watching the water polo guys. Oh. And I was just yeah. like, I want to see their abs because they're probably all just like got an eight pack. <laughs> they're probably jacked. Yeah. Yeah, water polo dudes are nuts. But apparently Boku the Hutt has a stronger pack.
1: Maybe he played water polo in college.
0: Is Boku the Hutt an Olympian?
1: Only if he performed in the Olympics.
0: That's right. You have to put feet in the water like you're not a true Olympian unless you dove in, which I'm I'm assuming he has. That'd be some cool fan art.
1: Can Hutts even swim? I
0: don't think. I think they would sink right to the bottom, right? I mean, Jabba can't even really move that well.
1: You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury.
0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to Flying Casual. Uh, we're just going to get to things. We're really in-depth with a conversation right now uh, about Boku the Hunt and his six-pack abs. Uh, we're actually kind of debating right now whether it's a four-pack, six-pack, or even an eight-pack. But, uh, Holly, let's just get to you. You had a great pitch for Lucasfilm.
1: Okay, well, yeah. it wasn't even my pitch. I mean, it be a little more Luke. animated.
0: It's a good pitch. <laughs> it's a little more a- animated. Come on.
1: It was you and Luke okay. talking about... Boku being an Olympian.
0: Well, you coined the, action, the yes. great phrase.
1: I said if he had a workout program, it would be Beach Body by Boku. Yeah.
0: That's fantastic.
1: But you said that was too much to say.
0: No, I said it's a mouthful. And then I said, so is Boku.
1: Oh, I think he also followed that up with phrasing.
0: Phrasing, yeah. It's either Boku or Baku. We're not really sure, guys, because we just got done reading the... Uh, uh, War of the Bounty Hunter crossover comics with the Darth Vader line, and there's this hut, and he's pretty jacked. You never would have thought you'd see a hut, you know, with a six-pack in your life, but uh, you will in this comic, so that kind of had us, I don't know, Holly, I mean, that's pretty, that was probably one of the most interesting parts of the comic.
1: Both of them, yeah.
0: Both <laughs> yes. <laughs> Both comics, yeah, all together, just a just a slug, just a, a, a slug a with a six pack, exactly. And a then space the con-
1: slug with a six pack.
0: Well, and then the conversation turned to you know, was Boku or Baku training for the Olympics? You know, in the Star Wars galaxy, I'm sure they have some uh, Olympiad or something, right? I mean,
1: okay, so yeah, but we never answered the question: Do slugs swim?
0: I would think they would drown. I but think about- they stay as far away from water as possible. That's why Jabba's hiding out on Tatooine. But what about you know? snails? I don't know. Are My,
1: snails just like shelled slugs?
0: Well, let's ask our in-house slug expert, uh, Luke Elder. Luke, I, do slugs swim? I mean, would they sink to the bottom? I bet they can survive in
2: yeah. the water. They like moist environments. That's Plus, true. Holly said snails. Snails are in water all the time, and they're just shelled slugs. That's true. Great point. This is like a... A biology podcast.
1: And also like a tongue twister episode, and I don't know if... My brain is not really set up to handle this today.
0: Baku's Beach...
1: Brain teasers. Oh, you're going with the beach box. Yeah, no, yeah.
0: (laughs) Baku's... He has his entire line of anything. He's probably got a line of Tupperware, you know, word puzzles, and then a workout routine. He's
1: probably a vlogger. You think so? Yeah.
0: Do they have a lot to say?
1: vloggers? They make no. videos on YouTube? Huts. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. Have you seen any of the Star Wars movies?
0: I haven't actually. What's a Star <laughs> Wars? I don't... This is a lifestyle podcast. hosted by yours, truly. But you
2: wouldn't have to speak a uh, tease to get anything out of this vlog. So, True. Like, you gotta bone up on that first, and then you'll be ready.
0: And also, one of the best parts, whenever you have a hut in a comic, they always have to disclose that what you're reading is being translated from Huttees. I'm like, I don't think that's necessary. I think we all get it that he's up there wooza, wooza. we get it, comics. You no wonder, need to disclose that.
1: I wonder what you just said. Can we get yeah. can translate get, this in Hutteese? Yes. Okay. In a little pop up under what you, you just said on the video.
0: Maybe that maybe I'll do an opener before the opener and it'll all, all in be in Huttees and it's what did Michael say?
1: It's a fun game. What did Michael say?
0: Yeah, what came out of Michael's mouth. Wow. Yeah. Tongue twister for Dangerous sure. Dangerous game. I know. What does mother always say? Mother always said she's <laughs> uh,
2: sure. his mouth out with soap."
0: Seriously, that actually happened to me, guys. Here's a little, little, little glimpse in the life of, of me as a kid. Uh, was staying at my grandmother's at one one day. I don't know how old I was, but I was old enough to be saying freaking, like. Not all the time, but I'd say, I'm freaking this. What did you say? Took me over to the sink, put some Dawn in my mouth, and rinsed my mouth out with Dawn liquid soap. I mean, love my grandmother to death, and she's the sweetest lady, but that was a moment that, whew, it's pretty dark in my history. So that's a, that's a thing that happens. I think maybe others use a less, you know, intense soap. Uh, or they just don't do that to Or they just their don't kids. do it. Yeah, that's probably that's <laughs> probably where we should go with that. You shouldn't put soap in your kid's mouth.
1: Please don't do that to your children. But if you're
0: going to, don't use Dawn because it's hard to get out, you know?
1: Maybe just set boundaries about what's acceptable okay. and what's not acceptable. Okay, yeah. I don't know. In my household, when I was growing up, we pretty much said whatever as yeah. long as it wasn't intentionally hurtful. yeah. I mean, to my brother and I, we would say things to each other all the time. But their rule was like, don't say something shitty to your grandmother. Yeah. And don't swear at school because then dad will get a phone call. And yeah. he didn't like that.
0: Yeah. No. And that's, I can go hang out with my grandparents right now and we can curse like sailors and they don't care. Uh, but that's for some reason that was crossing a line at that age. I don't know why. How I,
1: old were you? 17?
0: Yeah. It just happened. You know, I don't know. I was kind of really <laughs> date myself there, but I stopped myself. I was going to say a few years ago, but that is not the case, not yeah. the case. So don't don't rinse your kid's mouth out with soap. That's just that's just you just shouldn't do that.
1: It was a good moral.
0: I know they show the you know the ducks and the oil spills being cleaned with Dawn. That doesn't mean you can ingest it. So. Little, uh, a little public service announcement to any of our listeners a little out there. PSA. That's why we're a lifestyle podcast. Okay, <laughs> we, we like to share tips and tricks and for a healthy, you know, uh, lifestyle. I think so.
1: And this was the segment called "Parenting Advice" Parenting. from Michael Canterbury.
0: Parenting advice from the non-parent Michael Canterbury. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome for that. Right, guys, welcome. This is, as you know, as Holly alluded to, a Star Wars podcast. Um, I have never seen a Star Wars, so this will be interesting. Um, but no, seriously, we're back uh, for another week. One episode of The Bad Batch to discuss infested. Um, bit of a sleeper episode. Uh, Holly, I think you actually may have fallen asleep on the couch on well, this
1: Well, I... I think I might have because yeah. I think I hallucinated them going through the minds of Moria. And then I yeah. also think that at one point the Bell Rock came up, but I you, might be wrong.
0: At one point, you rose off the couch and said, <laughs> here comes the Bell Rock. And I was like, no, Holly, I think you're confusing franchises here.
1: Um,
2: I, I love the reference because we're watching it, I said aloud, I think, fool of a record.
1: Yeah, And you like dropped <laughs> the, the thing down.
2: I was like. There were, there were a lot of Minds of Moria, Lord of the Rings connections. I was like, I had the fool of a took. But this time it wasn't Pippin who made the noise. It was Wrecker.
0: couple of fools. Pippin and Wrecker, I think, would probably be pretty good friends. Right?
1: Maybe. Probably. Yes. Because yeah. Pippin would be like, we're going to pull this prank and do this mischievous thing. And then Wrecker would be like, I'll do it. Yeah. And that's how that would go.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, little <laughs> no, body. And he give him a high. Yeah, that's exactly pretty good right. record. Yeah,
1: actually. much better than mine. Well, I
0: see. You're still a little groggy. You're getting out of that nap. It's cool. It's the Olympics, you know. There's a lot to consume right now, so I understand you're exhausted.
1: Guys, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, like, woke up this morning, and I felt like total garbage. And mm. I'm sure that it's uh, allergies because. Totally,
0: yeah. That's what all COVID-infested people say. I know. It's just a sinus infection. It's just, no, you don't have COVID. But that we've heard that a lot uh-huh. around, especially when, when Michael had to go to the uh, urgent care on vacation. We heard that a lot from patients coming in. Ugh, it, I know it's just allergies. I, they're going in for a COVID test, but they're like, it's just a sinus infection. It's like, no, you, you didn't get a vaccine. You're, you have COVID. Okay. Um oh, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Back to the bad batch. Back to the bad oh, yeah. batch. yeah, well my yeah. point was yeah.
1: like, yeah, I just kind of feel like I'm in a haze today. That's okay. Hey, that's it's okay. Fine. So if I sound a little congested it's on you are. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Uh so we, we do have that episode to talk about and we've uh we're getting caught up on our Darth Vader comics. Um uh, we're like we're only one behind now, but issues 12 and 13 we'll discuss too briefly. Um but let's get into the bad batch. Uh Luke as we were, you know, getting ready for our Avett Brothers concert on Friday, I asked you for a little tease and your opinion on this episode. I hadn't watched it yet, and kind of was expecting some, you know, in-person fire emojis, thinking we're getting close to the season finale. This should be something epic, building up to it. And uh, you, you stated probably my least favorite episode. Uh, and then I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, I can see why. What what happened here? Why why are we? Why are we showing this little episode that really doesn't feel like it has much significance at this point? I mean, what, what did you think?
2: Well, I know we were both really hoping for them to play "Paranoia" and be oh. there at the end and yeah. the encore. Yeah. Oh wait. Um, no, yeah, you're right. You're TV right. Show. Um, it's a, uh, a bad batch review. Yeah. Um, bad batch. Yeah. It, There's nothing inherently wrong with this episode. It's a a very fine Fine. adventure. This episode, from what we know right now, in the present, Uh suffers from a sequencing issue, I think. Um, It looks like it could have come earlier in the season and it would have fit nicely in the earlier half of the season. It's getting, I think just annihilated by a lot of fans right now because the ryloth arc felt like we were building to the bigger picture end of the season climax finale and you know dealing with um crosshair yeah. actually now hunting them down whereas before he was like oh, i kind of enter you know if they come on my across my path i'm going to deal with them but i'm not really like tassel hunting them down and yeah. the ryloth arc it's like all right crosshair no Go ahead. These guys are a problem. They keep reoccurring as an issue. Mm -hmm. It's time. Yeah. You're free to go hunt them as you would (laughs) love to do. And everyone was just ready for it to carry on to the conclusion. I think if you just slide this episode before the Ryloth arc, it's received a lot better. It's like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's got kind of the horror vibe to it. It's got the minds of Moria. Um, But that's based on what we know now. The next episode could have a lot of tie-ins to this with that new character, Roland perhaps, or even the Pikes, they they could be big factors in the final couple episodes of the season, and then we'd be seeing a different tune and having that hindsight. But right now, it, I think it's just suffering from a, a strange sequencing decision, as far as we can tell.
0: It, it was cool getting to see the Pikes again, kind of knowing where we are in this time of history, and that there's this, you know, this grabbing of power going on from these syndicates or the, you know, these little groups like SIDS, you know, they're, they're pretty vulnerable right now. The empire is still pretty new. Um, so there's a lot going on it is nice to be reminded of that, but Holly, I like what Luke said and that you could have placed this really early on in the series when they get to Ord Mandel, think Mm -hmm. um you could have placed it really early on just when they've been there you know not very long and it could have fit just fine because nothing else is really going on other than luke said that that new character who i thought was actually the guy from rebels who has the one missing horn but completely different people uh, but maybe they meet up and, and join that group later on
1: yeah okay so michael brought that up I thought that guy felt vaguely familiar, but I didn't remember him from anything in particular. And then Michael was like, wait, is he in Rebels? So I looked it up, and from what I could tell, he's not in Rebels. Yeah. But you do see a very similar being in Rebels who does start his own crime syndicate that has a name. Now I forget what it is. It's like Single Horn Syndicate or One Horn Syndicate. So I don't know if that was intentional. I mean, obviously it was intentional. Yeah. And basically the pikes cut off this guy's horn. He's a newbie to the crime syndicate. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make a name for himself and yeah. kind of trying to like legitimize himself. Like his mom is a, a big crime person. Yeah, yeah. A big person. And a criminal, a crime person. A crime I don't person. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you make it sound like a bad thing. I think that's what he says. Exactly. To Omega. You're right. But yeah. uh, I think that he's just, you know, trying to create a name for himself and now they've humiliated him. Yeah. By dismembering him, I, I don't know. Wow,
0: I mean, yeah, so so to speak, kind of, right? I mean, and that's a very obvious one too. I crossed the wrong person, yeah. or maybe it's a battle scar and saying you don't want to mess with me. I'll, you know, I'll come at you. Yeah. But my uh, mind, you, this guy, you you could easily call him a, a devoted follower of the Bell Rock. I mean, very similar horns. Am I, am I mistaken?
1: He's not as fiery. Or
0: fire emojis
1: intimidating. They're yeah. What, well, they're... that's
0: true. Is the, is the bell rock intimidating though? I felt like yes. they could have just ran from the thing. They would have been fine, but Dumbledore, Dumbledore, Dumbledore. You, I always mess wow. this up. This is not, this is not planned. Um, Gandalf, right? Good job. Gandalf turns back. And I'm like, you could have just kept going, you know, but he made the ultimate decision. This to... is
1: a demon that is centuries <sighs> old. Man, I know it's also fiction, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, he says on a Star Wars
0: podcast. on a Star Wars podcast.
1: <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think that that kind of feels like it was like a shout out to yeah. that syndicate that's yeah. mentioned in Rebels because you picked up on it. I, did. I didn't. And Rebels is my favorite Star Wars show. So
0: yeah, the guy's just missing the earring, and, and the guy from Rebels has a sick accent. Um, but yeah, I, I just they looked looked like him. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: But Roland Durand. Roland Durand. Is his it's name. a great name. Yeah, it is
0: sounds like he's in a band.
1: you think it like Duran Duran? Not
0: so much, okay. but I mean, Roland, popular. You do
1: you know, think he would be like a metal company? band, a ska band? I'm, I'm
2: really I think like he's, the there it is.
0: I actually think he could be in the Ava Brothers.
1: They do have a pretty eclectic group.
0: Yeah, I could see him playing. The you cello? Know, yeah, he could easily beat Joe. Listen, just we're we're all just on the Avid Brothers guy high guys because we just went to uh, our first concert in a long time and outdoors and saw them, so uh, that was exciting. So a lot of Avid Brothers on the mind, but Holly, please continue.
1: Yeah. Um. Anyway, Roland Durand. Yeah. I kind of liked something that I did like about this episode because okay. I feel like it is getting a lot of hate, but like yeah. Luke said, I like the way that he worded it. Yeah. There's nothing actually wrong with this episode. They mm-hmm. just go back to like their daily mission yeah. instead of carrying on with this bigger story dealing with the Empire and Crosshair. Although, I guess technically everything is all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, but Roland Durant, I kind of didn't hate him as much as he's kind of like a little shit. Yeah. Like, he just seemed very, like, childish and immature, and he obviously, he didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um And so that got taken advantage of, but... I kind of liked the interaction that him and Omega had mm-hmm. when they were sitting there and the Pikes were holding them mm-hmm. hostage. And, you know, he wasn't mean to her. He wasn't, he didn't sound like an evil dude. He's just like, I'm out here doing what I think I need to mm-hmm. do. And also, he was like super nice to Sid's little creature. Yeah. What's his name? What's her name? Oh, Ruby.
0: Ruby. Good call. Good pull. And uh, yeah, I mean, Omega says at the end, you know, maybe there are some redeeming qualities in some. You know, Ruby liked him, so mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see him again. Maybe we'll come back and help our friends in a, in a finale or another season or yeah. something. So when know.
1: Luke made that comment about, you know, this these might be characters that we will see in the upcoming finale, it seems like they were alluding to something like that when mm-hmm. she said something nice about him. I, I don't yeah. know. I feel like they kind of it's do that. Not,
2: it's not this season, a potential follow-up season yeah this seems to me like a character you sort of plant here they mentioned his mother is a bigger deal than he is I think Mm -hmm. so it kind of makes sense to me in a season two that he comes back around and the mother comes into play as well I I kind of don't expect to see him again this season but yeah we could be surprised we don't officially have a second season announcement but this felt like a, a seed being planted for a second season
1: I agree
0: yeah I mean there's, they're setting up a foundation here where we've been exposed to quite a few of the crime syndicates here, and, and now we've added the pikes to that. Maybe next season we'll see some Crimson Dawn action, and maybe a certain someone will make an appearance. Oh, Darth Maul. Possibly. Okay. That would be kind of cool.
1: That would be cool. Exactly. Will he be voiced by Sam Witwer?
0: Oh, a thousand percent. And, and I, it's just,
2: boy.
1: We're don't like, don't okay. get me
0: down the rabbit hole because I'll talk <laughs> okay. about it the entire episode. But, yeah, Holly and I are in season eight of Smallville. And if you've seen Smallville, uh, that is when uh, Sam Witwer makes his appearance. And we're getting to the end of it. And Holly has no idea what the hell is going to happen. And it's amazing. Best season of Smallville, right, Holly? It's
1: so funny because Michael, like, is obsessed. We know Michael is obsessed He's with the Sam Witwer.
0: He's the man.
1: And, like... A safe, non creepy way. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. But then we saw him when we were in Chicago at that he restaurant. Did. I didn't recognize did him. Not. Nope. E- everyone's like, "Oh, he's in Smallville." I didn't actually know that until yeah. we started watching season eight. And no. for the first three episodes, Michael's like, "Did you see who was in the opening credits?" And I was like, "Tom Welling? I, I don't know." Yeah, no. And I missed it every single episode every single until episode. he showed up. And then Michael's like, "Do you know who that is?" And I was like, "No, I have no idea who that is." It's like
0: you met him in person.
1: I still don't think I knew, but it was Sam Witwer. But you don't really hear Darth Maul come out until he kind of goes down that dark road. Exactly. And then you can hear the voice. You really can. It's great.
0: He makes a great villain. Uh, But it would be
1: pretty cool to see him in the Bad Batch. A
0: thousand percent. I I would love to see him in a live action Star Wars because he brings it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's a possibility. We, we're setting some, you know, a baseline of some of our, our criminal friends, and we'll get more of that, I'm sure, in next season. I mean, who knows? Who who knows? The book of Bofette's going to probably dictate a lot of that, where we're going, and, and I don't know. I feel like they're going to be very, very related.
1: That's coming out in December? I
0: think it's the next thing to come out, yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: So, it's, I don't know. It was a fine episode, but... As you guys said, misplaced it was uh, in the timeline. <laughs> um, so let's do a better job
2: of that. May it have been
0: absolutely premonitions, um, premonitions. We all had premonitions. <laughs> <laughs> premonitions, you speak of.
1: Guys, sometimes yeah. when you do the Yoda laugh, I get confused and I think you're trying to do Scooby Doo. I
0: had a really good Yoda the other day. <laughs> it was very impressive. What did you what was that interaction? It was <laughs> so spot on.
1: I don't know. You, Michael will like randomly do it. I'll hear yeah. him talking while yeah. he's working. Mm-hmm. And I like think he's talking to me. I like take nope. my headphones out and like listen. And he's mm-hmm. like speaking to himself. Sometimes. Like he's Master Yoda.
0: No one wants to live in this mind.
1: <laughs> it's entertaining.
0: Oh, I entertain myself throughout the day. I don't need anyone else. It's just like five different personalities in there.
1: It's a lone wolf.
0: Yeah. Well, not really.
1: Davis Bloom.
0: Oh, boy. Let's not spoil it for anyone, but yeah, multiple personalities. (laughs) Anyway, Luke, have you seen Smallville now? I mean, this is a lifestyle podcast, so we can talk about whatever we want. Have you seen (laughs) Smallville?
2: I'm sorry, I haven't.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Remember, Luke's not like a big DC Marvel guy.
0: I think you'd enjoy Smallville.
1: I actually agree with that. That's all I have to say. I agree with that. It's
0: cheesy at times, but uh, it's just a good show.
1: It's super cheesy. It's a
0: good show. Um... Anything else to say about that episode, guys? I mean, it was what it was. They were disgusting, you know, I don't even think we got a good look at the they infested look like creatures. The, they look
1: like the monkeys from The Wizard of Oz. Okay.
2: Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like bat monkeys. oh yeah. Interesting. I okay, didn't they really like, catch yeah, They bug monkeys. They, when they first appeared, I thought they were a little Geonosian-like. That's what it felt like, with yeah. All the Geonosian um, sort of soldier guys who fly around.
0: And I really thought we were going to get some queen at the end that was going to come out of the hole and that never happened for uh-huh. But I mean uh, apparently tech had some weapon he, he could have used the entire time he was like I'll just throw flash the flashbang. Yeah, it was like a like a constant flash like like a bang. So Yes, just, that's some, that <laughs> is correct. But the flash <laughs> wasn't just a you know it was I don't know. Is it was, it was reminiscent yeah. of uh, what's her faces maneuver the holdo maneuver it's just like that bright light that was crazy
2: anyway yeah Luke you hit on one of the big things like character wise in the episode is the, the continued empathy of Omega she seems to you know, be able to connect with almost anybody mm-hmm. really quickly and she and she's very uh, very forgiving and, and wants to see the best in a lot of people and for the most part that, that served her well throughout the series um, you know she, she does despite Roland being an adversary mm-hmm. um you know, want his life to be spared, begs for his life to be spared with the Pikes, and says, oh, he, he, maybe he's not all that bad. Uh, you, you wonder at some point in the series if that empathy is going to bite her rather mm-hmm. than sort of work to her benefit. Uh, but so far it's always been no. Omega wants to see the best of people. She's empathetic. And it usually works in, in her favor.
0: Well, then Hunter will just have some big I told you so moment, which will annoy us all. But in this episode too – it's as if any progress he makes episode by episode just gets wiped away and he's back to where he was in the beginning of the season and he's just like why did you why did you want to help him like the bad person or whatever I'm like come on hunter like we've been over this like have you not developed at all like I feel like this is taking a long time
1: look but- he's just stoic and closed off i don't know i mean yeah i know you're right it does seem like he hasn't really developed like you start to get it throughout the episode but you're right at the beginning of the next episode it's kind of like we forgot everything that happened last time okay when they were getting off the ship in the beginning of this episode were they coming off of a new mission or was yeah okay
0: yeah they were talking about um it was a it was a nod to uh obi-wan and anakin's conversation right when they were getting back from a mission in the clone wars um yeah or yes
2: dropping the line about about gundarks is kind of a star wars trope at this point almost like i have a bad feeling about this Mm -hmm. um i think han has a line han's the original one with the gundark line i think in empires yeah but i could you could pull the ears off of Gundark oh, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. After, I think after Luke heals from his his, uh, his uh, Wampa encounter. And then we got another line from Obi-Wan about Gundarks in the prequels. And then we actually got to see Gundarks in the Clone Wars, I think, more yeah. than once. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of a reoccurring ink, wink, wink, nod, nod mention of Gundarks there.
0: But it shows you that time has passed, right? Like, we're not just coming off of
2: Ryloth that's and why. chatting about it it again seems like they moved this episode. It felt yep. like this episode was going to come out earlier in the season. For some reason it got moved because yeah. it started like so many of the early episodes where they referenced kind of a thing they just did that we didn't actually see. Yep. But it, it seems odd given coming off the Ryloth, Ryloth arc.
0: So. It does because I'm like now, now what we're just, we're going to go on another mission and I guess uh, Crosshair is going to encounter them and that's okay. Um, Maybe they thought it would to be too much for us to handle. Maybe because this finale is epic.
2: Yeah, maybe they feel like a roller coaster, like that oh, the Ryloth episode is pretty yeah. epic. It looks like kind of come down the hill off that. And then you're clink, clink, clink back up <laughs> the chain here yep. for a little bit. Prepare for the next drop. Just kind of like take a breather and then we'll really get to it.
0: Well, it really allows us to not speculate on what's coming. Because yeah. we all were kind of talking about it being, you know, War Mantle. And all of that, we, we, we think we may see the beginning of the end of the clones. Um, I was driving into work one day and had a really awesome thought about how that could take place on a large scale. And now I don't remember what it was. It's
1: a weird thing to think about when I, you're driving into work.
0: Well, I think about Star Wars a lot. Um, and Project War Mantle's on the mind. I'm like, how can these clones be decommissioned on a mass scale to where it's not so...
1: Genocidal?
0: Yeah, so traumatic for everyone, um, and they're you know the thought of an uprising like inner you know if you see clones fighting clones maybe that's not that's that's the only way I can think of it kind of going down right is it's there's this kind of internal infighting between the clones or something there's some sort of uprising um, there may even be legends material based off of that that they may be referencing but that's the only way I can see that maybe these clones can kind of be like that is in itself. It's just like okay, no, we got to shut this down. Um, I don't know, Luke. Have you given any more thought to what we we're going to expect in War Mantle or um, how this is going to go
2: down at all? Uh, not too much. I think. I think more of the focus will be on on Crosshair. Yeah. Um. Individually, but yeah, they're they're building to something with the overall. Um, issue of the clones or whether or not they'll continue to take orders even with the chips yeah. which ha- Hauser was a huge part of that developing plot line Yeah. so I don't know I don't know if they'll get to the, this season maybe it'll be kind of the cliffhanger of, of season one that there's maybe this fervor going around a lot of the clone ranks that they'll do something like that mm-hmm. and we don't see what actually happens until maybe the next season Yeah, are left however long it takes to get there. We're left in that time speculating. Yeah,
0: I guess that is our probably our ultimate climax, right? Is is this this end of the clone phase of, of the Star Wars timeline? So that's that's something they got to build up to. They likely want to draw this out into multiple seasons. Um, I mean, probably three. I think the least successful of any of these animated series was Resistance. It even went a full two. Um, so I yeah I don't know it, it might definitely be be a while and long time coming but just coming off of that high of that last episode Holly with Hauser and just how intense it was coming down from that it was just that was a little difficult I was kind of hoping to continue riding that wave but not was, so much
1: I was about I was literally about to say you just gotta ride the wave yeah
0: just holding on it'll be fine it'll be fine. All's good. I mean it's not it isn't, you know, it didn't ruin the series or anything. It just took us took us off that high for a little bit, but I'm sure finales are always awesome and every single animated series, even Resistance had its great finales. Um, so we're gonna be ready for it one more week of the Bad Batch and then we move on. With a little break um from Star Wars animation and come back into some live action stuff later in the year, which will be Really exciting. Now, guys, we uh, we mentioned our, our Darth Vader comic line that we got back into. It's been a couple months since we've read them. Um, but they're getting into these – they have these crossover events. <clears throat> and the War of the Bounty Hunters is something they've been doing. They did a crossover with Dr. Afra. They're now doing it with Darth Vader. Um, I haven't read any of the actual War of the Bounty Hunter line. I, I'm, I'm seeing some good things. I also saw some controversial things earlier in the year. Um But this one fits with the time period and bringing in the bounty hunters where we are Um, post episode five, pre episode six. um, And when we left Vader, you know, he just came back from Exegol seeing pretty much the power that the emperor really possesses. And that boy, I am really lower on the totem pole than than Palpatine. There's no way I can with with this power that he's amassed and these kyber crystals and stuff. There's no way I can actually touch him. Um, so it seems like he's scheming in some other direction. Um, and so they they bring him back to, it seems the same place where Vader was created on Coruscant, this like secret laboratory chamber um, to be fixed. And Palpatine actually wants to fix him. He's like, I think um Mas Amida and Sly Moore, is that what you guys said mm-hmm. the name is? I can never remember. Um, I think they even ask Palpatine, like, what are we going to do with him? He's like, fix him. We're going to fix him, obviously. Um, and they do. And so you see, it's a lot of similarity to, to episode three where Vader, um, is actually getting his suit for the first time. And it seems very painful. And so he's screaming out, he's yelling, no. Um, and we start to get these more of these flashbacks. Um, and he's talking about pain and these lessons that the emperor kind of bestowed on him, that the power comes from pain. um, and he starts thinking about his son. Luke, I thought this was really fascinating because this is a shift for this comic line to where at first Vader is hell bent on, you know, finding those who pretty much raised his son to be this weak individual and, and you maybe even have hope that he would want to find his son and, and and I don't know, not embrace him, but like lead him down a different path. Um, but now there's this shift in direction to where Vader is realizing that his son is weak and that he actually um, may be the plan that the Emperor has to replace him later on, um, that that maybe the Emperor's secret plan is to actually get rid of Darth Vader. He's seen how weak he is and that he knows his son is powerful. They've sensed it, Um, and maybe that could be in the future for him it seems now that we've shifted to that, and now Vader is hell bent on finding his son, and he even says killing him, um, which I think is a great direction that we're going now. Because after Exegol, I was like, okay, where are we going now? What's happening? It felt like it could be the end of the entire series, but now there is this mission to find and kill Luke. I mean, what did you think of that? Just that switch. What did you think of these these first couple issues?
2: Yeah, I've been trying to think back to our, our prior discussions and some of the issues leading up to this. And speaking of like the roller coaster that I was mentioning earlier, it does seem like it's really hard to track where Vader is on his feelings towards Luke in yeah. this series. And it's supposed to maybe just be like really um, a struggle for him that he's always going back and forth on. You know, we have Empire where he's like, join me, we'll destroy the Empire, or we'll destroy the Emperor. Yeah. And then after that he's like, he was weak because he chose not to join me. That means he's weak. Yeah. I'm going to go find out why he was weak. And then ultimately it's, he decides that Palpatine is his adversary and he needs to take Palpatine out. And he kind of like tries to, and says he's going to, when he gets to Ex- Exegol. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm powerful enough to destroy you. He gets knocked down a couple pegs by Palpatine. And you, at the end of that Exegol arc, I remember saying in our discussions about it, uh, it seems to me like he, that Vader at this point is recognized alone. He's not enough. Yeah, to, to to take down the Emperor, but his ambition is still to take down the Emperor. Is the way I read it, and he sees as Luke as being the only one powerful enough to help him achieve that. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, this kind of goes at one eighty again in this this issue, where it seems like he's just so mad at the world and so sort of re embracing his darkness at this point uh-huh. that. His mind is on, just destroy him. He's he's weak. He didn't join me, and I'll never be able to defeat the Emperor. I've seen what he has in Exit Ball, and it's, it's too much. And so I'm just going to take out some anger and kill Luke. It, well, it, yeah, go ahead. Home. Well,
1: Palpatine also says before the droids start repairing Vader, mm-hmm. he tells Masamata and Sly more, don't, because they're like, why? Why do you want to do this? He wanted to kill you. Why are yeah. you going to like give him back all of his power? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, he's going to take that anger and he's going to redirect it at yeah. somebody else. Yeah, and he, so far, it looks like he is. But
0: great point, Holly. It's that, re- it's that almost that rejection there on Bespin that he's still bothered by. He some of those flashbacks were him, you know, cutting off Luke's hand, and he's saying, you experienced pain. But you didn't do anything with it. When I experienced pain, it made me stronger. I embraced it, and the dark side rose in me. That didn't happen to you. So he's still on this path of, like, he believed exactly what the Emperor said, and he thinks that's that's the route to power. And that rejection on Bespin, obviously, still fresh in his mind, but now he's, with this new information the Emperor's given him, he's almost just like, no, like, you rejected the path to power. Not just me, but you have completely rejected, you know, embracing your destiny, so to speak, as my son. Um, you're you're pretty much just going down the wrong road, and now I know that. And there was multiple flashbacks like that with him. Um, so I love that. Yeah, he's saying he's he's going to direct that somewhere else, and don't worry, Masamita and Slymore, like you're below him. He's never even going to notice you. It's not going to be directed at you. And I'm way too far above him. He ain't going to redirect it at me. So obviously, it seems like it's being now directed. At Luke Skywalker and, and Luke, you're via Han Solo. Well, he's got to find him, right? Um, and so Luke, but you're right, it felt like the natural progression was Vader still wanting to bring down Palpatine when we're going into episode six and try to use his son, and both of them together can bring him down. Um, because we, we get a little bit out of uh, their initial conversations in episode six. Cause yeah. So that felt like the, the natural progression to that. But this, it, I was, it was a little jarring to be like, wait, he's now he wants to go kill Luke, but I don't know. I'm kind of on board with him. Like, let's see where this goes. Like, are we gonna, are we going to have another confrontation? Uh, what else are we going to learn here? What else is going to change Vader's mind? Um, so it's just, it's fascinating. So now he's hell bent on finding Luke um, and killing him. And, and he, you know he talks about he goes through all these flashbacks. You you blew up the Death Star. You've you've done all these things, and and you think you're heroic. And you think you're great. I um, mean, you think you're powerful, but you're not. The only time you've ever experienced any sort of like like win has been with your friends. Um, and so he's helping on finding Han Solo, um, and he has some flashbacks of Han kind of interrupting um, the 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 trench run there um, to blow up the Death Star. So. I guess he wants information from Han um, to find Luke, or maybe he's out to punish everyone involved at this point.
1: I think he is trying to find Han because he thinks that's going to track help him track down Luke. Because I,
0: anytime Luke's friends have been in peril, yeah. he's always come to their aid, right? Exactly, and that's what that because that's what happened on Bespin. Um, so you're exactly right. Let's let's find frozen. Is Han frozen at this point? I mean, Boba Fett lost. Well, no, Boba Fett lost him. Well, that's what they say. Um, But at this point, Han's not frozen in carbonite, right? He's out and about. That was post-episode five, so he's been thawed out. Um,
2: No, he is in carbonite at this point. He is? Because the the storyline of the whole uh, War of the Bounty Hunters crossover is that Boba Fett actually loses Han and carbonite. Okay. He has, a, the, in one of the issues, he has a, a problem where he starts to, the carbonite freezing starts to wear off, so he has to go somewhere to, like, fix it. Yeah. And sort of in the process, um, it gets stolen. There's a very big character and Syndicate who steals him. I don't know, I want to reveal here, um, in case people don't want to know. Um, but that's sort of the larger picture of the War of the Bounty Hunters, is that all these people and storylines are converging yeah. because the people who have taken the frozen Han Solo from Boba Fett um, are going to try to basically auction him off. And they're summoning like all these criminal entities to an event to potentially like bid on a, a acquiring the frozen Han Solo. So that's how they're getting like the Afra line and the Vader line, okay. and the bounty hunters line. And the main line to all kind of start um, converging into this crossover event.
0: Okay, that makes a lot more sense. And that's w- much more intriguing than I thought that line was going down. So that's a cool story that I need to get on board with. And I'm an idiot. Holly, you were right in saying I've never seen a Star War before. Because yes. he, uh, Han Solo doesn't get on frozen on carbonite until episode 6, and we're not there yet. That's my apologies. Too much on the brain. Too much Olympics. Too much 8-pack Baku the hut.
1: I mean, the they term. could make... Like a carbonite Olympic yeah. event.
0: <laughs> what would that entail? You're just in carbonite. What is the event? Look,
1: you have a partner. <laughs> How long
0: can you, you remain alive? No,
1: hear me yeah, out. Okay. You have a partner, and your partner's frozen in carbonite. Yeah. And you have to get them from point A to point B. Yeah. See, it's a strength training event.
0: Interesting. I thought, I mean, when you're in carbonite, everyone looks like they're getting a gold medal. I don't know because you. I mean, you essentially you are. You just look like a gold statue of yourself, or is it silver? Or is it bronze? Bronze? Have I seen Star Wars? No, we've already went (laughs) over that, Holly.
1: I was going to ask you if you've seen a picture of Han Solo frozen in carbonite. He does not look like he's excited to be about to be given a medal. I mean,
0: I don't know. It would be pretty funny to see him, you know, standing up frozen in carbonite. You put a little. Just a little <laughs> little medallion around his head. A little gold medal.
1: Mm, poor Han. I don't
0: know. Maybe we'll see the Carbonite games here soon. You know, it's like the X Games, but not as interesting.
1: I guess, alternatively, the point could be to not be frozen in Carbonite. Yes. That's like a game show. Maybe not for the Olympics, but maybe like a Star Wars game show. If you
0: don't finish top three, you get frozen and you're pretty much
1: dead. No, that's not quite where I was going, oh. but carry on.
0: No, that's cool. It's Carbonite games. Anything can happen. <laughs> um so so vader's out there he's looking for some information to find luke um and so he's he's seeking out um some assistance from the huts not jabba um and this is where i think i got a little lost i'm like you know he's going out and and trying to get information on han solo's whereabouts um from another hut called baku Boku, baku the hut um, we joked about in the beginning, but this this hut has a six-pack abs.
1: He is ripped.
0: He is ripped, and I, we're not really sure how uh, he got to that slate. But, Luke, what am I missing here? Why are we going to Baku the hut and not, you know, a more familiar character here in this moment? Um, I, I was a little confused by that.
2: Yeah, for some reason he wants to use Baku as... A way to getting to Han, he thinks that like he can use Baku's ambition to become a more powerful hut, and maybe yeah. as far as we know, Jabba's kind of like the the hut among yeah, huts. Good point. So he's thinking, you know, there's could be some infighting, some backstabbing, competition between these hut lords, and uh, it might be advantageous to sort of play Baku's ambition to one-up Jabba as, as a, a means to helping acquire Solo, I guess is what I would say.
0: That's a great point. I mean, yeah, he, he mentions Jabba being, you know, the leader of the Hutt Council, and I guess the abs, as, as funny as they are, are, showing a younger, like Luke said, more ambitious Hut. He's probably hungry, and he, he would like to, you know, be a little more recognized in the Hut clan. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we kind of... Vader showing up to Java may not do very good. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, he, trying to use him to get a little information on Han Solo.
1: Although, at first he wasn't yeah. into it because he was like, you want me to, what's he say, not backstab, but.
0: But kind of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The Hutts? Yeah. My people? Exactly. Nah.
0: But, I mean, Vader's presence now, I mean, it looks like Vader's at, like, an 11 now after his little, you know, fix there on Coruscant. Like, he's looking shined up. Uh, Pretty powerful at this point, you know, uh, back to where he was previously. So he's pretty menacing. He just comes in and just, I mean, just freaking slices up all of his guards. So he makes an impression. And he's got Ochi a bassoon there, which is really funny. Ochi's providing that droid comedy that we, we always need in Star Wars. But he's not a droid, but he's just, he's funny now. He wasn't in the beginning. He continues just... Just bringing the humor, which is great. Um, Wait,
1: what happened to yeah. the droid that was with Darth Vader?
0: Um, he he made he punished him, I think, for failing or something. I don't. So he know. killed him.
2: Uh, yeah, that droid made the mistake of pointing out that some of Padme's last words were about Obi Wan. Yeah, or were with Obi Wan and. Uh, Oof. Vader did not like the droid reminding him of that.
1: Yeah. I didn't remember that. I
0: droid couldn't it's help so it. long. It's just that that is what happened. The droid's just recanting it for me. It's like,
1: oh, hell Droid no. gonna do.
0: Yeah. That's, and so Ochi's a little more accommodating, right? Like Ochi, he's seen Vader's wrath. He's gotten whooped by him. He's like... Uh, I, I'm following this big guy now because I know my place. <laughs> like, And I survived, and a lot of it's thanks to him. So I'm just going to continue on and, and hopefully ride this out. So Ochi's along for the ride. It's, it's incredible that he's still around. Um, and so we, we meet up with Baku and... Um, oh God, my mind's racing now where we go. There's some there's some fighting that takes place when he goes and, and takes this information looking for Han, right? They come across, um, oh God, these, these droid, this droid army called the Crusher, whatever that Ochi was with originally. Um, and they intercept Vader somehow. Um, and it, it gets a little confusing for me and I'm glad I talked to you guys a little bit before it because they bring down Vader's Imperial shuttle or something. And there's some confusion as to, well, how, how could someone hijack this shuttle and their programming? Like no one could do that. Um, and it'd have to be someone on the inside to even have Imperial codes or be able to hijack the shuttle or whatever, but it happens. And, um, so they run into these droids. Um, and I think Vader just makes a wreck of them. Remind me, Holly, what happens here? Do you remember really what happens in this little encounter?
1: Oh yeah, there's like a bunch of gunfire and yeah, IG 88, 88. is there yeah. and he says is he gives you that droid humor when Ochi yeah. is kind of a little bit quiet in the background there. Yeah,
0: the return of IG 88 it was fantastic. You know, we got a little IG fix with 11 uh, in the Mandalorian, but IG 88 shows up. You know, very similar in stature. He's got all these weapons going crazy, Um, and there's an ultimate altercation between IG-88 and Vader, Um, and we've kind of combined these two issues. They're very short issues. Not a lot happens. So at the end of the 13th issue, there's an altercation between uh, IG-88 and Vader, and something really remarkable happens. We've seen Vader be very vulnerable at times here. We all think of Vader as being this, like, just, like, dominant villain. Nothing ever happens to him. He just slays everybody, but, like, He's been put in a lot of vulnerable situations here, and the same happens here with IG-88. I mean, obviously, a bunch of cannon fire and stuff isn't going to affect Vader, but IG-88 has yet another code um, that it almost looks like he's got a little iPhone with him. And he, like, taps into Vader's programming because Vader is ultimately part droid taps into his programming and pretty much just like takes over Vader's like robotic body parts and actually puts his lightsaber to his head and threatens to behead him right there, which was pretty crazy. We've seen vulnerable, uh, Darth Vader in that state a couple of times throughout this line, which is pretty crazy. Um, and, uh, Vader, you know, that that's not going to face him. He actually just pulls the thing right away from, from IG-88 and actually does, just that to IG-88 and and points the blaster at his own head um, and takes over his programming and blows his head off.
1: Sure does. Poor
0: IG-88 had a short return back. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. But as the remaining and surviving droids um, or the enemy they were facing there, who they encountered, fly off, I I, I noticed IG-88's body... And his head being held by one of them. So I, he got off world. I'm sure someone will reprogram him. We'll continue to see him in the War of the Bounty Hunter uh, series. But it was kind of a cool little interaction. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it um, as, as short and brief as it was. Um, and the whole the whole issue we're dealing with here is there's someone on the inside that's, that's you know, coming after Vader, it seems. Well,
1: Vader thought it was ba- Baku.
0: Baku, yeah. Why, why right? you know, yeah.
1: Like, you set me up.
0: Exactly. And he's like, yeah, I've, yeah, I haven't been completely honest with you, but that was not me. I don't have access to that kind of information. Um, the, the you know tapping into the Imperial Code being the, the Imperial shuttle they brought down. Yeah, splicing into the shuttle and bringing it down and then splicing into Vader's um, system as well. And they're like, that's got to be someone on the inside. And so we see at the end of the issue, Holly, who has been kind of running this scheme?
1: Appears to be uh, Sly Moore.
0: Sly Moore. Looking like a freaking Sith, if you ask me, in those dark robes. Kind
1: of reminded me of Dark Ray.
0: I thought it was some Sith, you know, underground, uh, you know, shadow syndicate, but I, I was mistaken. Luke, it looks like there's a lot of, you know, not just, there's not just infighting going on in the Empire with, with, with Vader and Palpatine, but... Even some of the lower prong folk, like you know, slime Moore has her own agenda, and she mentioned you know rising from the shadows. Like it almost sounds like and she's standing along with like six or seven other people. With they got these like dark hoods, and looks like they're a part of this clan or something. Almost like the shadow syndicate, kind of you know running behind the scenes, this imperial government. Um, what what are her ambitions here? Is it is it to topple the emperor and his his uh, his sidekick Vader, or is it to to take Vader's place, or is there something personal here? Maybe Vader, you know, turned her down. I don't know what happened.
2: Yeah, no, she's a full on like sycophant for the emperor. I think so. I think her ambition is to simply rise in the rankings of his underlings by yep. having having Vader out of the way. I imagine she's. Uh, Intensely jealous of Vader. (laughs) Yeah. I imagine. You know, it goes all the way back to when she was dismissed at the opera. Um, And she didn't get to hear the tale (laughs) of Darth Plagueis the Wise. She was told to get out of there.
1: She can hold a grudge.
2: That's the grudge that this all originates from. Dude, that Um, is so funny.
0: It started at the opera just when you were little Annie. I will seek my revenge. <laughs> I will have my <laughs> revenge.
1: Uh, you, you did. Uh,
2: <sighs> you did uh, I think glance over uh, or gloss over a little detail that Vader learns from IG88 in that whole sequence where he's deciding that Baku tried to like let him get killed on this planet, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, they they plug in kind of IG88's information about. Um, what he knows about Solo and what comes up on the screen Mm, is the Crimson Dawn symbol. So that was one of the big revelations, and that's part of what ties into uh, sort of the the crossover event overall is that it's the reemergence of Crimson Dawn.
0: Luke, I'm so glad you brought that up because when we saw that, it immediately went to um, Solo, right? That's kind of where we see the first... Appearance of Crimson Dawn, this syndicate that kind of is over all the other syndicates, so to speak. And then the next page is this figure in a dark, you know, hood with their back turned to IG 88. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's Maul. <laughs> and then I had to have one of those moments to reset myself and understand where we are in the timeline. But then I was like, what if he returned?
1: I mean, anything is possible. That would Come, on. Crazy. Come on, But it ended up
0: being slime war, so I was a little, I was a little bummed out. But I was like, "Why did you even get excited for that, Michael? That doesn't make any sense."
1: Because you've never seen Star Wars, you don't understand the timeline.
0: Hey, why am I doing this?
1: For fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speculating on a uh, franchise I've never seen, read, or you know, heard of. Heard of? It's interesting, fascinating, fascinating. Um, I I just love the fact that you know, slime war is just you know. Cause Palpatine is just kind of a dick to her, right? Like, leave us. Like, she's like, wait a second, no, like I'm his right. No, for this punk kid, what? And now he's more man than mach- or machine than man. Like, let's get rid of this guy. Like, what a what a putz.
1: Well, also, I mean, like Luke said, she is jealous of Vader, but yeah. also like extremely threatened by the yeah. amount of power that Palpatine is allowing him to have. Yeah. And so her whole thing is, like, he can kill all of us. I think she says that he will take us out one by one. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, what do you do? You got to get rid of him. Yeah.
0: Damn. It's crazy. I mean, there's, like, in, in Legends books and stuff, you know the Emperor had, you know, other people out there doing his bidding, um... That, you know, Vader was almost even competing with. But this is kind of different. I can't recall anything, you know, seeing this kind of high-level infighting um, and some betrayal um, when they're all just supposed to be on the same team. But you know what? Power. (sighs) Boy. It it, uh, messes with you, right, Holly?
1: Right. Let them destroy themselves from the inside out, I guess. You just got to wait long enough,
0: you know? But...
1: (laughs) Opportunity.
0: Anything else, Luke, about those two issues? I mean, I, I, I wasn't expecting much out of this crossover event, but I was pleasantly surprised what I was getting. I like this new direction uh, that we're kind of going with Vader, and I thought they did a cool job of bringing in uh, the bounty hunters here and tying in that story. It, it makes me way more interested to read War of the Bounty Hunters, which is exactly what these crossover events are all about. Uh, so now I'm on board, and I think I'm going to have to pick that up. I mean, is it, is it doing exactly what you expected? Because you said you're reading the War of the Bounty Hunters right now.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to keep up with everything. Um, definitely helps to kind of see the, the full picture. I was surprised to see the slime war angle come in here, um, sort of tying it back to all the infighting in the Emperor's court, because it seemed like it was going to focus mostly on his his hunt for solo. We yeah. uh, were kind of shifting away from the infighting of, and who's at what pecking order underneath Palpatine. Um, but that element's going to continue even through this this hunt for Solo and this War of the Bounty Hunters crossover period. So that was a bit surprising. I'm assuming we see Vader eventually kill Slymore in yeah. this arc because uh, she's not around, not around. in... Uh, you know, on the Death Star, there when some of those other creepy dudes are hanging out yeah. with uh, Emperor Palpatine in his throne room. Uh, so it could you could easily uh, have her meet her demise here, and it wouldn't like it wouldn't conflict with anything. So uh, I sense. think Sly's days are numbered here.
0: Yeah, it does Holly, make a lot of sense. Like Luke said, we don't see her, and, and I mean, I I don't, I don't I'm not exactly sure what Sly and and, and is like jobs even are you know like so is is vader going to try to prove himself to his master um and and getting rid of these guys or saying you can't trust them like i i'm i'm the only one you can trust um because there's still there still are going to be some intentions to to bring down palpatine like it's that has to still be there i don't think our experience on exit goal completely you know kind of remove that from, from Vader's plans. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's a slam dunk. Like Luke said, that that he's going to seek some revenge on those guys and he's going to find out what exactly is going on. Um, and I'm sure Ochi will be there along for the ride to just, you know, drop some, some comedy. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, I'm enjoying this a lot more and I think I'm probably going to pick up the, the war of the bounty hunters um, and continue that on along with Afra. Um, but Holly, any thoughts? I mean, you kind of, Blew through those. Any any closing thoughts on the...
1: I don't think I have any closing thoughts. I know, like, we had talked in previous episodes about, like, okay, at some point, because, like, Vader was going after Palpatine pretty hard. Yeah. And we we're like, at some point, he's going to have to make another shift, because yeah. we know that there's still parts of the original trilogy that we haven't hit. And we yeah. know that Vader doesn't turn against Palpatine. Yeah. Right now. Exactly. So, something had to change. So, I think this kind of, to me, this works. It explained... You know why there was that shift in mentality from him, so yeah. I guess I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, I like it, and I, I, we, I don't think we're going to see any more confrontations with you know Luke and Vader. They, they're, they're fitting in a lot of additional confrontations that none of us ever thought with Obi Wan and Vader, and and Luke and Vader even in the main line had a confrontation. Um, doesn't seem like they're going to do that again. But yeah, will he have any other interactions? Will he find Han Solo? Like, what, what's going to happen? Um, up to episode six that like you said is going to start changing vader's mind um what is what is gonna, what is it gonna take what is it gonna take to realize that his son no his actual son is actually more powerful than him and that he can reject pain that he does surround himself with his friends and that 's actually a benefit and that actually uplifts him it's not a weakness um it's we're gonna find out it it can't just be that that moment in episode six i like to think that it was but i there has to be some more that's going to kind of break down those walls a little bit to get him to where he is uh there on endor um in that ultimate confrontation i just I i don't know i feel like something more has to happen so as much as I thought that this thing was wrapping up, it looks like we have a whole nother stretch of, of issues and story to go to get to that point. Um, so they surprised me. I mean, this, this issue's kind of making up for, for, you know, where I thought it was going. Um, so we'll see. Um, anything else, any other thoughts,
2: comments,
0: nothing. concerns, <laughs> guys, I think that's going to do it for us. There's so much Olympic coverage. To catch up on Holly, I mean, we were watching some water polo earlier. We were watching some gymnastics, biking, canoeing, uh, kayaking. Yeah, like I mean, just a lot to catch up on. Um, along with Star Wars, a lot, of ha- a lot happening mm-hmm. right now.
1: We got some gymnastics tonight.
0: Gymnastics tonight. I mean, with our, our schedules, just been kind of full, guys. And, and like I said last episode, I appreciate you being patient. Um, a lot going on right now. But we're trying to make time to, to enjoy our favorite franchise and talk about it uh, at length for you guys. And, and I hope you're enjoying that. So let us know if you are. Uh, give us a review on uh, your platform of choice if you can. Uh, or check out our Facebook group. Um, not so much Twitter. I think Holly gave up on Twitter. But, you know, every once in a while she'll make an appearance and say something really I broke up really with Twitter. Ah, it's permanent this time. I don't know. Is I mean, it I'm Facebook so- official?
1: Oh, I still have the app. I just like yeah. I, I'm on it, and I read a God, couple tweets, a and I'm like, place. ew. Yeah,
0: I absolutely despise it. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? Not
1: tweet.
0: Not tweet. So not gonna tweet. Probably don't look for us there, <laughs> uh, which is which keeps our followers low. Which I that's fine by me. Um, so guys, uh, I appreciate you. I hope you all are getting your Olympic fix as well. Go Team USA. Uh, we'll go go world you know it's it's cool that we're actually getting to watch this and experience it especially in the state that we are right now but i let's hope that things get better and continue to get better and and not turn for the worst but um it is nice to kind of you know turn that aside and 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 enjoy something uh for once so hope you enjoy it guys continue enjoying star wars we're going to be ready for a finale of the bad batch here soon so we'll be ready to talk about it so take care of each other out there and may the force be with you always